This is Richie coming at you from the School of Marketing HQ. Before you dive into the show, I just want to tell you about a brand new short 12-week program we've launched called the Giants Marketing Masterclass. The program gives you access to insights and expert comments from over 25 CEOs and CMOs from major companies like Unilever, L'Oreal, M&S, Pret, and WPP, just to name a few. We focus on six key areas of marketing, customer, brand, commercial, creative, channel, and data and analytics. So if you were looking to upskill yourself or your team for just two and a half hours each week and get access to a network with our industry's giants through our live sessions, do check out the School of Marketing website for more deets. Alrighty, for now, enjoy the show. Well, good morning, good night, uh, good day to wherever you are listening in this morning on the Places Will Go show. Uh, today, we have another incredible guest for you on the show. He is a real mover and shaker in the marketing industry and being described as one of the most dynamic and forward-thinking marketers in our land. So it's with real pleasure that I get to, that we get to go inside the brain of Arjun Bose for the next 40 minutes so we can discover what really makes him tick. At the moment, and I say at the moment because his career is absolutely skyrocketing, he's the head of international creative and growth ideas at General Mills and covers regions like Europe, Australia, Asia, and America. Hey, honestly, that's that's a pretty big flipping deal there. Latin right? America, Latin America. There we go, guys. A correction already from 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 Arjun, meticulous boy. Um, anyway, previously he was actually the head of marketing for New Ventures at General Mills, and he also has uh, led the marketing for H- the Huckendas business as well. Something I know he's particularly passionate about, and I'm sure he still follows through uh, very meticulously to this day. Now, as you can imagine, Arjun has been recognized by many publications, including being the campaign's power 100 list. Um, So look, honestly speaking, if there was ever a bet that I was going to make in life, I would bet on Arjun to go all the way. So he's definitely one to watch. So look, without further ado, I just want to say a massive welcome to the show, Arjun. It's just super to have you on. Guys, thank you so much for having me and Richie. That was, I don't think anyone's ever given me such a glowing intro. There Thank we are. You. I mean, I, I'm beyond flattered. I don't even believe I have the things uh, in there. But listen, I mean, it's it's been a heck of a journey. I mean, I've loved my career in marketing. You know, I, I have to say I've been incredibly fortunate uh, along the way. I've learned a lot. Keep learning. And I think that's really it. And, you know, we're so thankful for you guys. Uh, you know, really being practitioners of marketing. And, and, and so thank you for everything you guys do to really uh, sort of take our craft and, and shine a light on it. Thank you very much, Arjun. Go, well, there's, go a, there's, a, there's a lot of love going on in this uh, the early days of this uh, this podcast. Uh, no, fantastic. It's, it's, it's called it's called Mumbai Love. There you go. I mean, Richie's from Mumbai. Richie's from Mumbai. I spent I started my marketing career in Mumbai, so you know it's there's a lot of uh, you know it goes around, yeah. Totally I feel, right. I feel totally. like a voyeur into something there, but uh, anyway, it's fantastic to have you on the show and mover and shaker indeed. Uh, also, I know just uh, from checking out a little bit, you do a few things outside as well. So I was particularly impressed by the work you do with Look Good, Feel Better in terms of helping people deal with living with cancer. I'm sure there's other things as well. We'll come on to those. But um, just, just to get us started, Arjun, um, where are you? How are you? How are things shaping up in 2022? I mean, thank you for asking, Mark. I mean, look, 2022, we're hoping it's not 2022. Uh, so I think we're going to take this with a very positive outlook. I mean, uh, you know, we're starting to hit, hit the ground running. We've just been through uh, a bit of a reorg in, 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 in General Mills. You know, we've sort of reorganized as an international 
segment, streamlining our Europe-Australia operations with Asia LATAM. So that essentially means, you know, streamlined priorities, you know, investments on our key categories, and what we really call is an accelerated strategy with, you know, dyna- dynamic teams that are really hungry to achieve what's next. So I think we're ready. Uh, it's been tough. We've been very resilient through the two years. We've learned a lot. Um, and we want to just keep uh, doubling down on everything and, you know, really ramping up on new capabilities. And we're excited. And, 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 and genuinely, we believe, um, you know, marrying the current and culture and having marketing at the beating heart of what we do on our brands and really, you know, showing up with purpose every day and being grateful for who we are uh, and for everything we have is going to be the way forward. Hey, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting talking about reorgs. There's a couple of reorgs happening in the FMCG world of late. Um, seems like seems like all the all the rage at the moment. But love to uh, get a sense of you know head of international creative and growth ideas. Ooh, that's, a, that's a lovely title. Well, what does it actually mean, Arjun? Um, well, I'll tell you. What, I'll tell you what it means. It essentially um, over the last uh, couple of years, we've been very purposeful in how we sort of separate out our marketing between brand management and brand experience. So if you think to brand management, brand management is, uh, you know, they're responsible for setting the brand strategy. They're responsible for what the, you know, what the brand stands for, the brand foundation, owning the innovation strategy. And brand experience is about a really focused effort on brand building. It's about, you know, building growth ideas and then orchestrating those ideas into action. So previously you would have known it as integrated marketing communications. Now this one's all about every interaction that a consumer has with our brand is a brand experience. Where I come in is, you know, once the, once the brand platforms are set, I would then work with our brand experience teams to create these growth ideas and to really drive creative experience and amplification across our brands across our regions so really we start from a place of creative and then we we build that build that out as as a brand experience um creating work that matters and the reason we say growth ideas is you know i'm not the in-house agency we work we absolutely work with our agency partners but it starts from a place of compelling creative and then creating connected experiences and by being courageous i'd say those are the three c's and then obviously there's culture that you overlay on top right it, it sounds pretty leading edge to me. Really exciting. And, and actually, you mentioned just, Arjun, in your, your first response that you're talking about new capabilities for 2022. Can you, can you give a flavor of what's, what's brewing in terms of those new capabilities? I mean, I mean, the first thing is to say is, hey, we're, we're in a very connected world, right? So, so the new mantra, the new, the new thing that we talk a whole lot about is, is connected experiences. So I'm just going to say that, you know, it's, it's about experiences you know, start to start from a place of experience, start, ensure that it's, you know, you're informed by culture and ensure that you've got a strong connected commerce lens to it. That's really where we're trying to go. You know, Arjun, um, I'm going to take a step back for one moment, right? Um, we've, we've talked quite a lot over the years and uh, I have actually dug a little bit into sort of how you kicked off, how you started your career and, and clearly the journey thus far. But I love the story that you gave me many, many years ago when you said, uh, and I said, how did you get into this industry? And I'm just going to give you one little anecdote, guys, and then I'm going to let Arjun take it away. <laughs> he knows what I'm I going to say. I knew this was going to go he back. He knows what I was going to oh, say. Oh, dear. He basically said, I chose, I chose my workplace. I chose the first company that I was in because it probably had a disproportionate female ratio. I'm being diplomatic here. Female ratio in the space. 
Uh, is that is that correct, Arjun? Are you still <laughs> buying by that story? <laughs> that is totally correct. Uh, and I think okay for for Mark's benefit. Okay, uh, my background was in commerce and accounting. Uh, you know, I think you know, you know, I, I come from India where you know we, we place probably a disproportionate amount of uh, of premium on education and you know getting a degree that is potentially more. Um, you know, financially viable, likely to get your career. And I think I was, you know, I was on track to be a chartered accountant and get myself a job, uh, except I really couldn't imagine doing that for the life of me over the years. Um, I, I bumped into a, I bumped into a friend's brother who was, stu- who was studying advertising in a, in a city called Ahmedabad, which you probably know, you've heard of MICA, uh, which is one of, you know, it was, it's, probably the preeminent school for comms and media and advertising. And uh, he said something really fun. And he, I, I said, okay, what do, you, what do you do? He says, I'm in advertising. And I went to the school called Micah. And I'm like, uh, you know, he, and he said, you know, it's the most fun you'll ever have with your clothes on and off. Um, and I said, wow, you know, I want in. What do I need to do? And he's like, okay, you need to, go, you, you need to try and get into the school. And I'm like, how hard is it? He's a bit like, not a lot of people know about it because everyone's really focused on doing an MBA. So you need to t- take the same entrance exam, except skip the part on math and focus really on the creative part. You know, focus on focus on that part of the exam. And if you score disproportionately high on it, then that was the hack. You probably get into that school. And that's how it happened, Mark. So I got into that school. I tried really, really hard to get into advertising. No advertising agency would touch me simply because I wasn't creative, I wasn't, I wasn't vibrant enough, because I did come from an accounting background. Mm. And so uh, L'Oreal were kind enough to give me a job. And, and, I, and I, you know, it's probably politically incorrect at that point in time, but I think they had some hiring policies because they were disproportionately high on, you know, a female workforce. They, they felt a need to have um, a bit of uh, gender balance. And I did walk into that interview with hair mascara on. Now that was a hack from a crazy aunt of mine. He says, go in there and make hell of an impact. And, uh, you know, and if, if you roll this back to early 2000s in India, not too many men were going to be willing to do that. So I kind of, you know, I wore my, I wore my passion right up front, right? Mm-hmm. On my hair instead of on my heart. Awesome. I'm, I'm Richie, this is, I think, where we're going wrong. We're just, you know, we need to create that sort of like cult in the School of Marketing. But uh, great, great to hear the backstory. And, and obviously you made an impact because, I mean, that's a bang of a start to go straight into L'Oreal, an awesome, awesome company. What, 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 the, what were the early days of your career like forming that early stages? Uh, do you know, I mean, I mean, what I mean? My first year was uh, was the one that I really, really valued. And, uh, you know, and I, I say this for anyone that goes into, certainly goes into CPG marketing or any kind of marketing, your early year being spent in sales, being understand how trade is done, makes you really understand how marketing goes around. You know, so for anyone who's making a start in marketing, I would say, you know, going out there, understanding how distribution, how sales works, how supply chain works, and then how how it all rolls up, and how business how business functions is such a fundamental part, right? Because you know you and 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 most importantly, it really makes you closer to your consumer more than your customer. Your consumer, you know, you you understand when you're in a small like a, you know, we the word is Kirana shop. It's a mom and pop shop, if you will, in um in in a 
in a suburban town, why they're buying your product, what they're saying. And, you know, often you're able to build these one-to-one relationships. You spend a lot of time out there on the field and you get the most richest of nuggets and the most potent of consumer insights, which, you know, really informs your thinking as you go back into marketing. So that's what I did. That's how I had my start selling um, Garnier Fructi shampoo and L'Oreal Excellence hair colors in the suburbs of Mumbai and in and around. And, um, and it, it did wonders for um, my, my vernacular language capabilities, I will say, which is also a wonderful test for the brain because, you know, some of us boys tend to only really speak in English having been educated a certain way. You know, you're flexing a slightly different muscle. Um, it, you know, we talk about multiculturalism a lot when you come to Europe and work in global teams. Actually, the beauty of India is, you know, you're, ta- you're, you're meeting people from different stratas, who, from different communities, and the way you need to flex to them teaches you a lot about situational analysis. And I, I, as, I, as I roll back, I really learned to appreciate that. And then, then I did get my start in marketing. And here's, here's the thing I'll say, Mark, I, I started on Neighborly New York, right? which is a nightmare if you think of it as a boy, because you have zero consumer empathy. Um, I remember my first consumer focus group. We were te- it was a consumer focus group where we were uh, testing three concepts, a lengthening mascara, a volumizing mascara, and a thickening mascara. And 24-year-old Arjun was baffled and wondering what on earth is the difference between the three. And there were women in there, you know, in a dark room in Mumbai, waxing eloquent about the benefits of those. But I think if you if you simply break it down and say, right, I don't really understand the category, but you know, you know, this is business. The fundamentals of marketing can apply anywhere. If we understand that our consumer back then, and back then it was Gen X, right? They were the younger, they were people of my generation who were going into college at that point in time in our 20s. And I, I, I spoke to myself and I would get by the best insights about, hey, wh- what makes a brand cool? I would just pick up the phone and call a friend of mine from college and say, what, 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 is, it, what is it that makes you love a brand? What is it you look for in your makeup? What, you know, what are you watching on TV? And often, more often than not, you just distill those thoughts down and be able to have those conversations with your creative agency, be able to have those conversations with your media agency. What the hell? I would even call it my mom. And, uh, you know, often, often, as they say, you know, that's home is really where, you know, uh, your knowledge really flows the freest. Uh, and uh, that's and I would say that's really where I got my start. It, it, it forced me to be braver. And say, you know what, you can work on any category so long as you put your mind to it, so long as you really try and understand your consumer, and so long as you're willing to um, have a lot of fun. And you know, Maybelline was a lot of fun. So you know, being able uh, to- uh, Arjun, I'm just going to dive in here. I've just got these visions of you standing with like, uh, like a bit of a Mel Gibson in like, what women want, right? Trying to like put on the mascara and like, you know, do the waxing bit and all this kind of stuff to try and get into the consumer mind. Oh man, I could only see that, see that, uh, see you do that. But um, you're just, you're just uber passionate. I mean, beyond, you know, you, you're able to go beyond uh, the category and actually get down to the fundamental principles of what what makes marketing or marketers marketers. And I just feel that you get always get that sense of curiosity and passion for the products that you, you know, that you then, uh, you know, that you're then trying to trying to get under the skin of. Um, 
clearly you made a, a transition, um, you know, from from a world of mascara into sort of a world of of sort of more fast moving consumer foods, I guess, in some ways with with the likes of Hagen Dazs and things like that. So tell us a little bit about that transition. Was it an easy one, or um, was, was it full of ups and downs as well? Um, no, it was, it was. You know what? I mean, I spent ten and a half years in L'Oreal. It's you know, and from Mumbai to um, a short stint in New York, to Paris, to London. You know, worked across categories. So obviously, I think um, a decade on, when you've, I won't say you've learned everything you ha- you can possibly learn about beauty. I mean, it's it's endless. But you know, the mind was seeking for a a, a new, different challenge. Um, it was a different stage in my life. Uh, I, I was, I was getting, I was getting married, and I was, you know, looking forward to moving back to London at the same time and starting, starting afresh. So, so I will say, um, you know, the first thing is to say, you know, what are the brands, right? Am I going to be really excited about the challenge? So when you, so when, when the opportunity to come to General Mills and work on Hagen uh presented itself, you do not say no to Hagen right? Because to start with, I'm that sort of marketer. I have to be excited about what I work on. And I have to be excited about um, what's next on it as well. Not just, you know, it's it's amazing to work on a brand that is going perfectly well without challenges. But haagen came with challenges at that point, And I'm happy to talk to you about it. The haagen that I sort of came to work on was a brand that had, you know, iconic love, but it has been a little stayed. And so it was in need of a bit of an electric shock, if you will. It had, it had ticked along for years without really seeing hyper growth or growth and penetration pools. And if we were going to be harsh on ourselves, I was almost going to say it was on the borderline of irre- irrelevance if we weren't going to do something about it, right? So, it, it, you know, the penetration hadn't grown in the last 10 years. We were growing at low single digits and, you know, the retailers were having tough questions. So it was really an exciting challenge to come on. Having grown up on that brand, you know, I spent I spent a significant part of my early childhood in the U.S. It, it was the one brand that I wasn't allowed to have, and it was like the adult treat. So I said, you know what, uh, it, it's going to be an exciting challenge to come on. So it was, um, it was sharpshooter Arjun Bose coming in to solve the solve the problem. Now, but you know, I th- I said, look, firstly, to, the first thing to say is um, take all of the learnings you've had in your life. And think to whether you're able to apply it in the marketing journey. So for me, Hagendas was the equivalent of L'Oreal Paris, right? You know, premium, uh, you know, a leader in its category, iconic. I'd worked on the L'Oreal Paris brand. I'd seen how it how it had evolved. It also had gotten sort of stuck in its ways, and it was able to reinvent. So I thought to myself, hey, there's a playbook right there in a different category that's certainly applicable here. Um, and, 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 you know, at the end of the day, you're also in very similar environments. You are sold in a supermarket, right? You know, the consumer that's buying a L'Oreal Paris is also buying a, a Haagen-Dazs ice cream because, you know, they're, they're the ones that are willing to pay that little bit more for, you know, the, the, the extra indulgence. So I saw, I saw a ton of parallel, parallels and I said, you know what, at the end of the day, you know, marketing, you know, you can do great marketing wherever you go. Uh, still very much in the CPG space. You know, the pace of innovation is different. Yes, you know, in beauty, we tend to be potentially faster, if you will. Um, you know, food food is, you know, food takes a little, as I learned, takes a little longer of a gestation period. You know, the R&D processes are different. Uh, you can't afford to fail. You can't really afford, you know, you've got to, you know, there's a lot more around, uh, I'd say, quality and health and safety that needs to be, which you learn to really appreciate 
because in food you really do have the response i'm not saying you don't have it in beauty but let's say you can afford to you know have a little bit of fun you know go into a trend come in and out and that's just how the nature of beauty works in food you're in it for the long haul and you've got to do a lot of work behind it to get there Arjun, I'll, I'll, on the hug and dust, because we shouldn't skip over it too quickly, because it's a mega brand and mega turnaround. I love that expression of electric shock. Not heard that before, but that's a, a great metaphor. Um, so do, do you think that uh, you learned something new through that process? Or, or was it just you say you talk about it, but there's a bit of a playbook. But what, was, what were your learnings around that transformation process? I mean, here's what I'll say. I think one of the things... Um, different about how we were organized was, you know, Hagenas was the only true sort of global brand that, that we had within the org. And uh, while, it, while it was a global brand, it, it also had a ton of autonomy in certain regions. Now, what I'll say is, you know, the advantage that we had on Hagenas was, you know, there was a real investment from the global team to want to try and do new things. So being, being able to have strong allyship was one thing we learned. Um, you know, Hagenas was one of those brands where if you put your hand up, there was always take us to come and try and experiment. So we had to do a few things like, you know, completely rechanging the brand identity, you know, going into new categories. Um, you know, I think, I think what I did learn was, you know, if, if ha- back yourself, but pace it. Um, one of the most fundamental things is, you know, it's, it's very easy to get overwhelmed when you're looking up, going for that big hairy vision and you're unable to see it. Somebody once said, can you see the next step? So I think somewhere, if you, if you distill it down, we broke it down into a series of, of next steps, small wins, and that way we were able to gain momentum around, uh, along the way, which is slightly different to how we've sort of worked in the L'Oreal. L'Oreal was all about momentum right from the top in it, and, and you ride it. It wasn't quite the same way here. I, I think you had to build, you know, I mean, trust was sacred. You build that, have a strong organizing principle, that everyone needs to buy into and then t- take people along the way on the journey um, and, and celebrate those small wins. And then suddenly, suddenly before you know it, momentum will be with you. So it was a slightly more reversed win. And, and mm-hmm. I learned a lot about how, you know, you use the power of an org, which is organized differently if you've got a strong organizing principle. Arjun, I want to um, go back to a little bit of a, another thing that I don't want to skip over really, where where you described your career, particularly in the early days, of being pretty international in nature. And, uh, you know, the, the desire to well, spend time in the likes of New York and Paris and then wanting to come back to London. But, of course, you started out in India. And um, it's no easy feat, to be honest with you, for anyone listening, anyone who's had this experience, for someone who's studied and, and lived in India to then get opportunities to, to go all around the world, particularly early on in your career, perhaps a, in an untested sort of career kind of way that you may have had at that time. I'd love to get your sense of, you know, how you were able to navigate that. Like, what were the ways you were able to, to forge that international career pretty early on, um, clearly beyond working for international companies? But even, you know, there must have been things that you, you were able to bring that, that gave them confidence that you could thrive in an international environment. No, absolutely. And, and you know, I mean, certainly back then, I, I will say, Richie, it was a whole lot tougher. Uh, you know, I do look back with a great degree of pride. I was the first sort of but Indian from the L'Oreal India subsidiary to go over and work in our global head, headquarters in, in the global marketing, international marketing team. Um, 
I'll tell you why I think, I think, you know, a few things, you know, a few macro factors, you know, it was, it was the era where brick was sort of emerging. Um, you know, we also in India were, um, you know, we had the autonomy to try and do a few things. And I'd say while we were at it in India, we were pushing new concepts. We were pushing new ways of doing marketing. We, you know, we were early adopters of digital, if you will, back then already, whether it's, you know, banner ads or whatever it is. We, we always had this experimental mindset, if you will, which, which certainly uh, gets noticed. And, I, and I'd say one of the, one of the things I t- certainly pride myself on is being a generous expert. I've learned it, you know, sometimes it's just easy to get on with it. Uh, early on in my life, when I was a young brand manager, I believed in sharing it out, not just within people who were working on other brands in India, but let's just say with international teams and international forums. And certainly, you know, it would catch the attention of people. Uh, and I don't think I necessarily did it in a deliberate way in which I'd say, you know, this is going to further my career, but um, consider it peer-to-peer mentoring. But um, and this is, this is just how I've, I've been all my life. If, if, I've, if I've learned something, I believe in sharing it. And if you share it passionately enough, for sure, it can get infectious. I, th- I think that's, that's, really, that's really the one thing I've seen o- o- over, over time. And so it just so happened that the global president of Ghana was in India on, on a bit of a visit. And, you know, we had a very passionate discussion about a few things that I, I felt were working on the brand and not, uh, you know, we were also one of the pioneers in launching men's skincare on L'Oreal Paris in India. And, you know, some of the ways in which we had done it, Richie, were very um, innovative and breakthrough back at the time. So, you know, since, since you understand our Indian landscape, we opted to sell men's skincare in 2005, 2006 in a bookstore, like Crossword, if you will. You know, we we opted to go and sell it in men's grooming stores like Raymond's because, you know, instead of going into, into a, a beauty counter where men were not likely to walk into the L'Oreal Paris counter of a shopper stop. So we really sort of flipped the script in terms of, you know, going into alternate channels, which is quite, quite unusual. And people were like, right, you know, we found this, uh, we found a route to market which is rather unusual. A whole lot more work went into going there, but we were going after the right consumer pool, if you will, that had the means and the affinity for male grooming. So I think we caught the attention. You know, there was, there was, there was potentially an opportunity to come and create a male grooming brand for Garnier globally. And they said, you know, here's this guy, he's trying a few new things. We've got a little, little less to lose. Guy doesn't speak French, but maybe, maybe he's willing to come over and give it a crack. And, you know, you know, I always say yes to something once. Well, that's a perfect comment to cap what I was going to say, which was there's a lovely sense of adventure that comes through, Arjun. I mean, it's brilliant, but but also very specifically, uh, a sense of generosity. So the, the sharing, the mentoring. Uh, mentoring is a key part of School of Marketing. We help many, many people um, in the UK to get on and up and in their careers. What, what role has mentoring played for you? Have you had some great mentors that you can talk to? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, I, I, I wouldn't quite be anywhere without, you know, the mentors I've been lucky to have uh, in, in L'Oreal and, you know, some of whom I've, you know, I still stay very much in touch with. Um, I'd probably talk very much to the first one I had in India uh, was uh, was our general manager for our L'Oreal India business. His name is Philippe Raffray, an adventurer, if I've ever seen one, probably lived in close to 17 countries, left L'Oreal, came back in. And I, I'd say he's the one that really believed in in, in, in my dream. And he said, you know, you, you know, you know, you've gone to boarding school, you know, I, you know, 
I, I'd spent a ton of time in in the U.S. when I was when I was younger, and you know, I always craved to be in a company that would fuel curiosity. So I think uh, I think that's the first commandment where he said, you know, if you're curious and you're courageous, you know, and and at the end of the day, you also have to have your ducks lined up in a row. He said, look, all of those things are wonderful. But but early on, and he said, you know, at the end of the day, you've also got to keep your slate clean, right? You've got to do the brilliant basics. So he said, do the brilliant basics, and then you know, dial up your strengths and and go there. So I'd say Philippe Philippe was an extraordinary mentor, and I'd say, you know, even even as I was preparing to take the next step and go international, I think his tips were very valuable, also in terms of how to navigate, you know, a global French org, if you will. Uh, I'd say, and there've been there've been two others. There's there was one, um, the global president of Garni at the time, Jacques Chal, who's now the global chief innovation officer. I'd say my love for innovation and my love for, uh, you know, trying new things, my love for experimentation, my love for, uh, can I say, ideas, and just saying, you know, there is no such thing as a bad idea, and you know, you know what? And he'd always encourage us to say, you know what? Um, you know, smart has the solutions, but but stupid has the stories. Right and uh, and 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 I love that and and so he said you know he just encouraged us to be stupid sometimes because you know the amount you learn at the back of it uh, at the end of the day uh, you know takes you a whole lot further so um, so Jacques was Jacques was the other mentor I've been lucky to have and 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 the last one uh, that I've been fortunate to have along the way was Jeremy Schwartz he's probably been my longest lasting one Jeremy was. Um, the MD of the L'Oreal UK business went on to become um, the global CEO for 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 Body Shop for L'Oreal at the time. Uh, Jeremy is, is an outstanding human being. Uh, you know, someone who again would always force us to go back to being human centric. Somewhere he'd almost uh, want to, you know, probably you know focus on being solution oriented. And you know, I've really really been very fortunate to have these people in my corner as I've gone along and. Uh, and as, as I've gained in confidence and in skills, you know, their guiding principles have stayed with me. I often share everything I've learned from them with people who've been in my team. I genuinely pride myself on uh, being able to share back. I truly enjoy, uh, you know, marketing forums, the ability to go back to business school. I find I find those incredibly enriching mark like you know so i think right since i was in l'oreal in the uk i mean any opportunity i had to be a bit of a, a company ambassador that allowed me to be a bit of a face to students going back to whether it's going back to recruiting um, in business schools whether it's being able to talk at student fairs i think it, it it works two ways you learn a whole lot more than the other way around um I've always enjoyed going back to my alma mater, whether it's whether it's college, whether it's my business school, and sharing case studies. And as we've gone along, any forum that affords me the opportunity to do that, um, you know, I, I find the best way in which you can learn is when you're sharing back and when someone's sort of riddling holes in whether it's your concepts and things. So I say, I say, I just learn by doing that. I, I tell you, it's amazing, Arjun, and, and as as you were speaking in that last that last moment. Um, I think you've just been an absolutely brilliant mentor with us. So I'm going to certainly pick you pick you up on on it after this call um, and and get you more involved in what we're doing. It's uh, like Mark be, a, said, be an absolute pleasure, you know. Yeah. And and I'll say this, you know, um, I'm probably not your most usual mentor. I probably don't have words of wisdom, or apart from looking a bit sagacious, maybe nowadays, uh, you know, you know, I, I'm I'm ready to go be a little left field. 
So I, and and that's that's often worked for me in 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 most scenarios because um, that's just how you know marketing life has shaped up. I think it's the beauty of the beauty of marketing is agility. I think I think the great the, the greatest of marketers are are the ones that are the most agile that are ready to go back to ground zero and reinvent uh, as as much as is needed. Uh, totally. And, you and know, then, I, I do like the, I love that, I love that thought around, you know, being more left field. And I think more marketers actually need to be left field because ultimately it's about standing out and being different, right? And and you you certainly, you know, come across that in spades, but with a, a real sense of passion and, and strategic understanding for our discipline. So it's, a, you know, it's a real killer combination that you've got, Arjun. Um, you know, you remind me of um, the Michael asking, asking heretical questions, as they yeah. say. And I think so long as you're, you're doing that, but I'd say, you know, like you said, you know, if, as a mentor, I'd say there are three things you've got to be, um, and and I try to be be that as much as possible, which is you know being useful, being relevant, and being entertaining, and 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 so long as you're you're these three, uh, and you have these in buckets, I, I, I'll always say it's going to be fun both sides. Uh, I, I love that, especially the especially the last moment. I think too many people forget <laughs> that last moment. Um, I, will, I often say I'm in the game of edutainment uh, as opposed to education. So it's uh, very, very true. I was just saying that, you, you know, you remind me of, of this Michael Jordan quote that basically says, you know, I, I, I missed every shot that I didn't take. Um, and I've, I, I know you're a kind of guy who keeps shooting. You are a shooter, you know, and that's great. Um, you know, you're always going after something. You're always, it feels like, you know, you've got a passion and sense of just that kind of constant kind of need to move forward. But along the way, therefore, will come lots of ups and downs. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about some of the downs that you may have faced across your career and how you've been able to face up to them. There have been plenty, uh, if you ask me, because sometimes, you know, when you're, um, the, the, it's, um, it's no joke. I think, I mean, you know, you only, you only go up to be able to come down and, and vice versa and anything goes up must come down. Um, I'd say I've been incredibly resilient. Uh, some part of it probably is down to the Indian DNA, you know, where we, we just learn never to give up. Uh, you know, Mark, maybe, maybe I'm not doing a great job in terms of appreciating it, but, you know, when you go through an early childhood where you're um, up against a billion plus, right? You, you develop a, a bit of an ultra competitive mindset, not in a, you know what, I'm going to knock everyone along the way as I go along, but I'm going to get up every single time and try harder the next day. Um, I'd say that attitude has served me well. Uh, you know, yes, of course, there've been dismal failures in, you know, whether it's certain launches we've done, certain campaigns where we've sort of bet our house and, you know, they've sort of, you know, we've landed up with egg on our face and, you know, we spend way too much time trying to unpack what went wrong as opposed to focusing on what's what's next. Um, I'd say that if you're able to change the mindset on that, I'd say that's probably handy. I think, you know, being able to embrace a culture of failure, saying so long as you fail and fail fast, um, I'd say I'd say that's that's the attitude. So I'd say over over time, we've sort of tried to go after those ones where you try and unpack or you probably break down the fa- your chances of failure by saying, right, I'm going in there. You You worked out a bit of an MVP, if you will, saying, okay, if I fail fast, am I able to pivot fast enough, right? So the failure is not a colossal one as opposed to a failure where you're able to shape shift fast enough. Um, I'd say that. Uh, and also having an eye of, 
you know, having a sense of where it's going, right? You know, where you're not too far down the road, right? Sometimes, so I'd, I'd say somewhere, if you're too process orientated, where you're locked and loaded, and you know, there's little chances to um, to to reroute, and you look like you're headed for failure. So I think it all comes down, Richie, to agility, right? So if you've taken too long, if you've strived for perfection for way too long and you've overanalyzed things, chances are you're likely to fail. So you know what, you know, trust your gut a whole lot more, have a little bit of data to back you in, but also know that you've got the wiggle room to exit. Uh, I'd say that's how we've managed to, you know, navigate some of these failures, you know, sort of, you know, uh, and have a bit of a mindset where you're migrating the PNL. You know what I mean? If you can get people to migrate the PNL and say, oh, you know what, this is, uh, this isn't so much about, a loss as much this is about a learning, then somewhere people people are a little easier on that one. But I'd say, again, it comes down to how you set the expectation on failures. Richie described you as a shooter. I, I, I had you down as explorer slash adventurer, uh, similar. Um, but if you look ahead to your future career, what adventures yet to have? Can you even imagine where your career is going to take you? You know, um, I'm always, you know, I leave the imagination. I try not to imagine what I can have, right? I try, I try very much, especially as I've gotten older, I try and focus on the journey. Uh, I try and focus on the people that I meet and, and, and the experiences I can have. Uh, where can my career take me? Sure, it can take me. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it takes me to another, you know, geographical adventure, if you will. I'm hoping it takes me to, um, you know, as a marketer, I think I've got a bit of a fascination to go into something like tech or something, you know, I mean, you know, a, a future forward company where we are able to shape what's next and really shape how people's behavior are changing, right? So, right, you know, you go from skin creams to ice creams to, you know, you know, what's next? I think, you know, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for trying anything. Uh, so long as, you know, I'm learning and having fun along the way. Um, because, you know, I think, you know, it's, it's been a rich career where, you know, we've, uh, where I've been extremely fortunate, right? So I'd say the other part is, you know, how can I therefore, you know, I won't say be a force for good, because that's a little cliched and banal. How can I be a force for joy along the way? And, you know, you know, if you say good is the new cool, can we overlay overlay that with a sense of joy and entertainment and and be good in the same way? That's that's where I'd like to take my career. Uh, you know, it's a, it's it's such a lovely sense of gratitude for the opportunities that you've been given thus far, but with still such a a feeling of there's so much more to come and there's so much more to give. You know, the first thing the first thing I, I mean, young people. You know, I think young people fascinate me right now you know i mean it's 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 uh the first thing to say is it's not as bad as it seems uh when we were younger richie we didn't have half the opportunities we couldn't even dream of being able to do you know a quarter of the things that are possible today so i'd say you know what you know what i'd say embrace the art of the possible right uh and that's how at least i've tried to live my life as much as possible um you know and and the second thing i'll say is you know find your why most people it's, it's a hard one to say you know but in many cases is you know what what do you wake up in the morning for uh, and go after something that offers you something valuable and you know and go go to a place which lets you deliver what you do you know bring your best self 
in the most authentic way in a way that feels personal and then you know eventually you want to go down a way that 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 gets that lets you do it in the easiest possible way uh so i'd say when you're younger you know take risks right like you know one of you know he's i wouldn't call him my guru and mentor but you know someone i draw a whole ton, a ton of inspiration from is gary v um and and gary and gary gary talks a lot about you know how he was just putting himself out there you know experimenting whole lot with with content uh and you know maybe a, a ton of it didn't stick or didn't make sense but you know he's 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 often been right on a lot of his prognosis so go against the grain uh you know and and you know genuinely back yourself i think at the end of the day you know if you follow your passion if you follow your purpose more often than not you're going to be right uh and and there are no wrong and right answers this is the first thing i'll tell young people uh you know the world really is your oyster wasn't quite the case for us i think some of us and maybe our parents generation are probably going to say the same thing you know they probably had to work a whole lot harder the kind of before sustain our boxes richie we've been fortunate enough to have experiences whether it's the ability to come and um, you know get an an education overseas and then start our careers in uh, you know in international companies and have the opportunity to see the world travel and and, and get richer i think younger people are you know you get to travel from from the time you're teeny toddlers right i mean you know you are digitally native you know today you know when you're when you're 17 18 year olds whether it's you know a youtuber or a tiktoker they making they making mega bucks that we couldn't even dream of doing uh you know in our 40s uh when when we were in our 20s you know that's so you know really there's no ceiling to what you can achieve and and and, and when you so f- the other thing is to find and the last thing is to say find your heroes right when you're young uh one of the things i've i've, I've seen along the way in in uh in in we were working on this very interesting sort of uh virtual uh, hybrid experience that we were doing for gen z's on our nature valley brand was at the end of the day be aligned with behavior so if you're aligning with their behavior understand their cultures understand their understand their platforms and understand their heroes more often than not a lot of these gen z people have their heroes understand those principles of what made you tick draw inspiration from them and then just plunge in right because you know you're young you're not going to drown you're not going to drown you're not going to get your hands burned you're going to come out with a ton of rich learnings and 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 i feel also you know the way the 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 world is shaped we're a whole lot more open to people who come with diverse experiences you know it's not the same old traditional way in which you need a business degree to succeed um in in a modern in a modern world whether it's marketing whether it's anything so get out there you know do interesting things if you got interesting stories it just makes you a very interesting person and you know uh and you'll come back richer and you'll come back stronger well superb advice um you know really live life to the full uh i i guess a brilliant um sense of positivity from you arjun unfortunately we are out of time so what what we like to do at the end is just try and summarize some of the key learnings for everybody it has been it's quite a tough job this has been quite a lot we've covered uh but um i'm going to sorry waffled a lot <laughs> no not not at all not at all but i'm going to tr- what what did i take out of it so arjun you you're you talked a lot about curiosity as the bedrock um you know accountancy's loss was marketing's gain and from those early days of maybelline the difference between volumizing lengthening and thickening mascara's goodness me but that sense of curiosity i'm glad that stuck Yeah, there you go. Uh was listening. So the the uh, that sense of curiosity, which I think links to my second thing, which is as I said, I think you're an explorer. 
um, you know, the, a, a passionate pioneer, loving innovation, pushing for the new, experimenting. You know, it doesn't matter if it's stupid. There's no right or wrong. It just comes through time and time again what you said, that you are a passionate pioneer and explorer and adventurer. There's also a big theme around generosity, uh, the reciprocal nature of mentoring, uh, the benefits of sharing the learning opportunity and helping others a bit further behind in their careers than you. That, that, was, that was lovely. Um, but, but most of all, I just get a, a je ne sais quoi to be uh, a little French for a moment from you, a, a real spirit. You know, you said so many inspiring things that give me energy, never giving up, embracing failure, agility, being excited for things, being a force for joy, the art of the possible. Uh, I think probably more than any guest we've had on that, just sort of that drive for exploring and new and novelty and uh, new experiences. Um, and even now you say there's so many more things that you want to discover. So for me, it's been a discovery to learn about your discoveries. And I, I thank you for your time, Arjun. And I'll pass to Richie to, to add anything that he takes out as well. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. And, and, and Arjun, you know, thank you, Mark. You've genuinely just added so much value to my thinking this morning. It's been truly inspirational. And I can, you know, at the end of it, can I, I just compliment you on your great hair, just being a man of beauty, by the way. Yeah, we are. What can I say? That was you, Richie, not me. And you're well, in your 30s, not your 40s. So I feel. <laughs> <a joke. laughs> yeah. Here we go. It's my, uh, it's my lockdown love. I should, I, I should have added, can I just compliment you on your hair at like 7.45 a.m. in the morning? I am wearing this and being an ex-man of beauty, I have a bad hair day, which is most days. So you'll excuse the hat and the unkempt uh, January look. Well, I must say, I'm, I'm particularly, a uh, cap's no far, not, not too far away from me in case I have a, a bad hair day as well. So there you go. It's in, it's in, every, it's in every part of our, uh, our lives there. But, you know, Arjun, I just, you know, honestly, um, it's been truly insightful. And, and I was just going to go on to say that I can totally see, and before I was a bit ambiguous, the head of international creative and growth ideas, but now I can kind of totally see why you fit that bill so well, um, which is great. Um, you know, what, I love the fact that they let me do what I want and they have no clue. And I'm a bit like, I'll write my own job mandate and we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. It's, it's, that's often been, you know, at least in the last few years, that's often been, um, you know, the, the story um, when you're able to bring in that little, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if it's the X factor it is, but, you know, somewhere it's a bit like, you'll go figure it out. I love that. And, and the fact that, uh, you know, you get a, a salary to do that and be that explorer is even quite extraordinary there. Um, you know what, what I do like, though, and I just want to end on this, is that humility factor that you do bring. You know, you said what goes up comes down. And I think you recognize that everyone is on a bit of a trajectory, but that can change at any moment in time. And so it's important that we all stay humble, that we all stay um, you know, we're all giving back and being generous because we never know when when that down moment may occur. Um, and finally, just big up the Indian DNA as you talked about it, right? It's it, it you know it's funny because I do see and I do get that sense of it. And more and more we see great Indian CEOs hitting the global stage. And I do wonder if there's a little bit of that that DNA that plays out in all of us to you know to have a sense of hunger, but not have a sense of ruthlessness per se but have a sense of the, the, the constant need to challenge ourselves and, and be competitive um, and collaborative at the same time in order to get ahead. And I think that you've got that in spades. And, and I hope that I've taken a little bit of away, away of that um, over the years as well. So Arjun, thank you. Honestly, it's just been really, really inspirational. Guys, it's been an honor. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, and, you know, keep doing what you're doing. I think that is, like I said, it's so important for our industry. Uh, you know, you guys bring some of the most inspiring guests. I love everything you guys are doing. So, you know, I hope this, the message gets out to as many people out there with everything you do. And, you know, again, if there's anything I can do by way of helping you guys or being able to mentor or, 
anything. I think the School of Marketing is a remarkable trailblazing pioneering idea. We've needed that for years. So, you know, kudos to you, Richie. Thank you. And uh, Thank you. it's lovely to meet you, Mark. And uh, likewise.